Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to a brand new episode of Kaiju Conversation. I'm your host, Elijah, and joining me as always is the co-host and editor, Rex. Hello there. And we are getting fresh off of me losing my voice. I still haven't got it entirely back. I can't I can't go to the high. I'm trying really hard to go to the high points, but oh. I just can't. What what a shame, you know. I know I can't return to prepubescent Elijah. <laughs> what a it sucks. Crying, crying shame. Honestly, it sucks because I can't make the jokes. When people get on to me at work, I can't be like, Look, I'm sorry, man. I just I can't like it hurts. So mm, hopefully I can get my interesting relation. What? <laughs> We're in a simulation? That wasn't what I said, but sure, let's go with that. <laughs> Alex Jones <laughs> moment. Ring moment. <coughs> Loop moment. Correct. But anyway, moving on from the simulation. So we are back at it again for a brand new episode. Uh, I was a little nervous because of my throat. I was afraid I was going to sound like a 30-year-old chain smoker. Thankfully, that's not the case. I mean, it would be funny if you did, to be fair. Honestly, I was ready. I was ready to be like, <clears throat> Hey, guys, today we're going to talk about Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and how awful it is. It's been horrible. Like, at work, I have to page over the intercom. And, like, I was doing it, and my voice just cracked. Like, it died. And like I, I, I kept going because I'm like I'm not gonna get embarrassed by this, but and then he almost spouted. And life's too short to not talk big. Yeah, that happened too. <laughs> You're on the phone with that one. <laughs> I was. Somebody who totally doesn't listen to the podcast could have heard me end the podcast live <laughs> because obviously this isn't this is a, a recording. Obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's all a moving simulation. On from, yeah, that's what I said. It's all a simulation. But moving on beyond past my my shortcomings of my voice dying literally literally at the end of the last episode. When I say bye guys, you can literally hear my voice die. It's great. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> and I have a weird cough. It's dry, but I'm not sick because I feel fine. Hmm. But moving on past that, Rex, how have you been? Well, I've been pretty good for the most part. You know, my voice hasn't died, believe it or not. It's yeah, better. just your computer. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> not really the computer, more just the headphones. Everything, Everything surrounding it. I see. I see. Oh, God, my voice. So all of your equipment's breaking. Yes, it's a lot of a lot of fun, you know. Oh, I can imagine. I love it when my equipment doesn't work. Mm, mm. So, have you watched any Tokusatsu lately? Um, well, since last time, I think I mentioned I watched Zebra Man. Was the last thing I mentioned? Yes, you okay. uh, talked about Zebra Man and finishing the Ring films. Yeah, well. Speaking on finishing them, I have finally finished the American series of Ring movies. Nice, because you had just watched The Ring last time we talked. Mm -hmm. And now I've seen The Ring 2, The Ring's short film, and then 2017's Rings. Nice, nice, nice. Doesn't that have the actor from Big Bang Theory in it? John Galecki? Um, maybe he wears glasses, has black hair. Oh, was he like the? Okay, I think I know who you're talking about. I think I think I know. Yeah, yeah. I've always like thought that's curly-ish weird. Curly-ish hair. Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I always thought that was weird. I haven't watched Rings yet. I guess I technically could now because I have seen the Ring. So I need to watch the ring two rings and then rings. Mm-hmm. But I always thought that was weird. Yeah. But this isn't a ring podcast. Sadly not. Not yet. <laughs> so moving on from that, have you watched any other tokusatsu? 
Uh, well, I've watched the title, the title movie of today, and that's about it for what I've had time to do. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was going to watch for- Troll, but didn't have time. Yeah, somebody called you. Yeah, they did. What a monkey. Yeah. No, he's not a monkey. Oh, sorry, my mistake. A mongrel. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, as for me, I was doing pretty good until about two seconds ago. <laughs> but, uh, no, I've been doing good. Uh, not that anybody asked. Um, but I, I haven't watched any tokusatsu. Unfortunately, I've been too busy. But Magic. I did get to see The Fablemans, written and directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Literally one of the greatest films of all time. Damn. Literally one of the best. High praise. We're not a tokusatsu. We are, <laughs> we are a tokusatsu <laughs> podcast. But if I could... If you guys ever listen to anything I ever have to say, just go watch The Fablemans mm-hmm. if you like film. For me, it, like, changed my whole life. Like, I I, I cried. It's changed the, the whole ins- of your less than a week since you saw it. Congratulations. It, honestly, it has. It has. It's a great movie. It's really, really good. Um, actually, after that, I went home and I shot a, uh, horror short film that I am looking to work on, probably have it done by, I'm hoping end of January, depending if I can get uh, a laptop in time so I can edit it properly. Mm -hmm. Um, I did release two stills from it, uh, today as of the recording. So, you know, if you want to know what it looks like, I've at least got those unfiltered uh, color-corrected stills uh, that I I have. But I don't even have a title yet. I don't even know what it's going to be titled. I just was like, I want to make a horror movie. <laughs> so I did. Spot, spent like 60 bucks on new lights as well. Damn. It was a splurge purchase. <laughs> Well, we can't always help ourselves. No, we can't. Like me spending $100 on Common Rider V3. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll, that, that, that's a bit pricey, you know? Just a little bit. Mm. But moving on past that, I guess we need to figure out what we're talking about today. Because uh, I honestly forgot. What? Again? How? How do you keep forgetting this? I mean, it's not like you know what we're talking about. But what if I do? But you don't. But what if I do? You clearly don't. How would you know? Because you don't. Because I'm the only one that knows, and anything you say is wrong. But so you ben, are how wrong. How have watched it? You didn't watch it. There's nothing. You what? are simply imagining this. It, what are you? Is this all just like a simulation or something? Or it is all a simulation. God None of this it. exists. Why does everything come back to ring? <laughs> it's 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 like it's all in a loop. Yeah, exactly. A spiral, if you will. I'm spiraling down into insanity right now. Down into a deep well of insanity. <laughs> Are we going to keep doing this bit? <laughs> Specifically the ring one. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm down for it. <laughs> we just get caught in this loop of talking about ring. Yeah, just like that. A loop. A loop. I mean, well, I'm, audience I'm, members. I'm stuck in a loop at the moment. Quite can literally. you help I'm Rex and it. I? Can you help Rex and I when, with I this? I don't need help. I don't need help. What title... What is the title of the movie we're talking about, audience member? Spyro, 1998. I would vote no. Oh. What's that, audience member? Oh, that movie. You're right. That's the movie we're talking about. So, 
it's kind of funny. We're kind of going back to our roots to when we started the podcast. Um, Are we really? Back in back in 2020, it wasn't it when you and I started doing this. We mm-hmm. uh, we. Yeah, but I thought I, I. You haven't established what movie it was. I thought well, I didn't know it. I'm establishing it. Just just wait. You can't rush simulations. So I mean, that's what kind of what they do. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> so back when we started, we talked about the movie The Super Inframan. It was released in 1975 by the Shaw Brothers in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Now, we're just going to say the China area because both of the origins of these films are kind of in a controversial state right now of whether they're China or not. I'm not saying they are or not. I'm just saying there's a controversy surrounding whether or not they are Mm -hmm. with different people and different opinions and whatnot. Mm -hmm. It's a mess. Mm -hmm. That's all you need to know about that part. Um, This one comes from commentators. Correct. And I, I, my politics don't matter. I don't know enough to have an opinion. Mm -hmm. Same here. But we are talking about a film that originates from Taiwan, uh, which is, when you do the research, credited as mainland China. So take that for what you will. Um, We are talking about the 2019 film Snow Monster, released uh, in 2022. It actually was just released a few weeks ago by ITN Distribution under the title Snow Monster versus Ice Shark. Mm-hmm. Pretty misleading title if you ask me. Yeah, especially whenever the oh, – spoilers already. Especially when the Ice Shark only interacts with the Snow Monster once and the Snow Monster just beats it. And, and then it's like dead. 10 seconds. On. It's like Ape vs. Monster, except maybe exactly. a little better. It looks better. <laughs> this is true. So, as I mentioned, this film was released in 2019, specifically on September 11th. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> Funny day. Kind of an interesting day. But, anyway, let's go ahead and talk about our opinions of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, Rex, you said that this was better than Ape vs. Monster. Now, that's not, that's not really saying much. Mm-hmm. But... What did you, you know, what did you enjoy the film? What 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 was your opinion? Um, well, so this was my first um sort of exposure to the um Chinese web movies. Mm-hmm. It's it's a type of film that I knew existed, like you got like Varanus Priscus, um Mutant Python, all those types of movies. Hell, the director of this film did um, the Bunch and Saba vs. Sadako movies. Um, he did. Yes, which I still need to watch. Um, but yeah, no, it, this is my first exposure. It's all things considered, much better than what I've seen from Asylum. Mm-hmm. Now, just to let people at home know what we are talking about when we say internet movies. So in China, there's a whole genre of B-movies that are released onto streaming services, and they're titled Internet Movies. The genre started in 2014. The movies typically run between 60 and 90 minutes, kind of like the length of a TV movie. Mm -hmm. It's a very simple story, but it's complete. Uh, It has basic characters. It doesn't go into the whole gray area of a villain like Thanos. You know, is he a hero or is he not? It's very black and white. Um, it's basically TV movies mixed with uh, streaming originals. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've sort of heard it being compared to like, sort of like the modern equivalent, the modern Chinese equivalent of like fifties American B movies. Yeah. Except these aren't theatrical. These are more. Yeah, that's true. They're like to be originals. Mm-hmm. Or uh, 
like Shutter Originals, like yeah, small companies. But these are more popular within their home country too. This Whereas is like true. The this 2D is... original Shutter Originals are sort of like those are more more watched by a very particular niche audience. Right. But like you said, this is, uh, and that's something I think that's really important to stress here is it's very popular in China. Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes sense given like, you know, Chinese, China strict laws on import importing films, I believe outside of bootlegs. Um, from what I understand in terms of like Hollywood films, they only allow like, 12 a year that number may be off it's something like 12 ish a year i believe yeah and then on top of that it's got like you have to have a chinese actor you have to have a chinese uh, production studio part of it has to take place in china it mm. cannot have a skull it cannot have like there's a long list of rules and regulations to have a film yeah. in china oh yeah no I mean, even these films are subject to it a lot of the time, like the like the Bunshin Saba movies. Half of them are like either implied the thing is not real or it's like there's no ghost to begin with at all. Yeah, it's 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 really hard and I think they even like like uh physical contact with each other, even that's like really regulated. Like they can't do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because if you notice in this movie especially, they never kiss the love interests. I guess we should explain what the plot is before we we go into this. So have you ever – so audience member, have you ever seen a film called Kong Skull Island? They said yes. Good. Yeah, sort of imagine that except slightly different in the snow, you know. Yeah, I mean, it starts off with a research group uh, in a van driving through the snow, and then they're checking geothermal regist- uh, geothermal readings, mm-hmm. and then something causes the car to – oh, it's the snow monster waking up causes the car to crash. Yeah. And then from there, uh, they send in a rescue party. With Conrad, or that's not his name. What, what was what <laughs> it? Was, was like his Rin, name? Rin, Rin, Lee? Rin Fei? Ring Lee. Something like We'll call him Ring Lee. I think it was Rin Fei. <laughs> Ring, Ring Fei? Yeah. Also, heads up. We're going to butcher us, a lot of pronunciations right here. Yeah, neither of us are well versed in Chinese pronunciations. We're already kind of only newbies on Japanese, so. Yeah. It's going to get worse. We butcher enough English names as is. This is true. So they go searching. While they're searching, they stumble upon uh, prehistoric crows. Um, and there's a military group with them, of course. Yeah. And then they survive that. They get to the next stage, which is underground ice sharks. Mm-hmm. Hence the title Ice Shark. And then they meet the snow monster. They accidentally shoot at it. It fights them. Our main our main two uh characters um, Rinfei and the comic relief Wensai get separated from the rest from the scientist uh, the professor who's the uncle of love interest and the military group. Yeah. Also, the love interest, she was in the research van that got wrecked, which is why they sent out a research party Mm -hmm. or a search party. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our comic relief and our main protagonist wake up in a tribal, uh, what looks like to be a sacrifice. We end up finding out after our main character tries to fight them and loses that they were just doing bloodletting to make sure they weren't going to get sick. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is still not good. Bloodletting's not good. Like, we figured that out. Mm-hmm. So, I don't blame them. <laughs> but then we find out that they're peaceful and they're nice, uh, like the Iwi. And from there, we learn that the snow monster has a connection with the people. 
they call up the snow monster in a little like ceremony and then the military comes in to try and take the snow monster because we find out the professor the uncle of the love interest he actually wants to take the snow monster and research it and sell it pretty typical yeah and from there it's pretty much the main protagonists end up defeating the military through just plot convenience uh Martial arts, rocket launches, you know, the whole shebang. So, this movie's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And like Rex said, it's very much like Kong Skull Island. There's even some scenes that look pretty much taken straight out of it. I mean, with the uh, love interest, she's basically uh, Hank Marlowe of the film. Mm-hmm. She, even gets, uh, she even gets to reunite with her family member during the credits. This is true. This is very true. And then we've got our main protagonist, who's basically our Conrad. Yeah. Um, now, the comedic relief, I don't remember his name. Wensai. Wensai. He was also in Landshark. Uh, he played the comedic relief in that as well. Mm-hmm. So he kind of reminds me of the... Uh oh what's what's the actor's name from Mothra that was the comedic relief Um Do you know who I'm talking about which one what It's not Hiroshi Ko- uh Koizumi it's Was it the sort the... of chubby guy? Yes. I don't remember the actor's name but I know who you're talking about okay. I kind of compare him and the actor from Snow Monster. They both mm. kind of I don't know. Bumble around a bit. Mm. Honestly, I thought Wensai was pretty annoying in Snow Monster. He's really annoying in yeah. both films. He's really annoying. I wish. I don't know if I wish he would be eaten, but I definitely get annoyed by him. Mm-hmm. Should clarify that we also watched the dub. Yes, yes. Uh, we watched the official release from ITN. So we don't have the original language. We mm-hmm. just watched the dubbed version. But the su- the sub version is available f- officially on YouTube through the Yuku channel. This is true. I just prefer to watch it on physical. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the film's a little crazy, and it does follow Kong Skull Island almost to a T. Yeah. But I found myself actually enjoyed by it. I enjoyed it a lot. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing with these films. It's like, there definitely feels to be like passion behind this. This isn't like an asylum movie where you watch it and it's like, this was just made fully just to cash in because they can and money, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Like honestly, I I keep I keep bringing it up, but it's, I, it's kind of insulting to compare it to an asylum film. Honestly, I would agree to be honest because it's like Land Shark. I would agree you could probably compare to Asylum. Mm-hmm. But as for Snow Monster, especially, it doesn't feel that way. Hmm. I mean, there's actually like me- practical effects. There's men in yeah, suit action. Yeah, there's a, the snow monster was a man in suit uh, for a decent amount of time, which really surprised me. Well, it was to reduce cost um, because specifically uh, fur is really difficult to animate, and they didn't want True. that. True. Um, and they were really trying hard to make Snow Monster a very successful and well liked film. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually found out it took a year and three months for pre-production to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, this was shortly after the release of a movie called Snake from mm-hmm. 2018. Mm-hmm. It was a box office hit, and this was the first real like internet movie giant monster movie in China. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting um, how you bring up Snake, given you know the credits, re- the reunited scene of the uh, the love interest and her father. Um, that scene ends with um, with a monitor showing a snake, which I believe is the one from that 2018 Snake film. I believe it is too. I was like, "Oh, are they connected? Is this a universe or something?" Seems to be the implication. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes sense because the producer of uh, Snow Monster was Zheng Zhao Lin, who was the director for Snake. He was also oh. the director for Land Shark, Snake Two, and Snake Three. Mm-hmm. Didn't Snake Three just come out like pretty recently too? Yes, it came out at the beginning of this year. In uh, January, I think it was January 13th of this year was its release date, if I remember correctly from my research. I see. And uh, he's he's a person that's really pushing for like fun and comedic stuff. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to make sure that the film was entertaining and exciting originally the snow monster was actually supposed to be designed as a really fierce creature but they realized to make him more like lovable and relatable they had to make him look nicer yeah so they ended up altering the design so it'd be nicer yeah Hmm. i gotta say one thing i really liked about this film that surprised me as well was some of the action choreography what do you mean specifically with the human actors specifically, but the the snow monster action was a bit hit or miss for me. Um, but like the first scene with uh, Ren Fei's introduction with the pretty, from what I remember, what I recall, fairly high octane editing and um, some pretty sharp camera work, genuine, genuinely impressed me. I mean, part of that was also due to the fact that because Snake was so successful, they brought over the exact same creative team. Mm -hmm. It's like a perfect translation of the original team for Snake. They brought them back to do Snow Monster um, to reduce cost and get uh, trial and error out of the way because, you know, it is still a new genre in China, especially the giant monster side. So the people working on this knew what they were doing. And I think it's really obvious. And like you said, the action sequences with the humans um, and just the overall production, they even shot mostly in studio to uh, in contrast to being on location because during the filming of snake, they did go on location and they found out it was actually a lot harder to do special effects stuff on location. So a lot of it was shot in studio and that might've been how they could make stuff look so much better is they didn't have to worry about the elements. That's interesting. Cause they, cause a lot of this movie does actually look decently nice. Like it's better looking than I expected, frankly. Um, yeah, this, this movie overall, like, you can tell that they put in a lot of time planning it to make it the best, um, which is why the post or the pre-production uh, schedule was actually two times longer than the typical typical film of this type. The people involved really and honestly cared about it, and that's something that I think some people automatically dismiss with Chinese films, especially. Snow Monster is rough around the edges, but there, there's definitely a lot of passion here. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't even say it's really that rough around the edges. Like, there's a few shots that are a little shoddy with the CGI. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I thought the framing sometimes, particularly specifically with the Snow Monster itself, could look a little wonky. Mainly yeah. during the final showdown. They uh, they really relied on low close up angles. I noticed, which mm. and the with the snow monster, he's always looking down, and it, it was kind of an awkward pose. Yeah, yeah, it looked very awkward. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, I don't think it helped that it's mostly an empty environment around him too. 
Right, and he blends in perfectly. Yes. So it's it's hard to really determine a sense of scale or anything like that, especially since they actually marketed the movie that he was 120 meters tall and he was taller than Godzilla, which <laughs> obviously he's not. Mm. Yeah, they forgot about GF. <laughs> but, you know, I think... I think the film, it has its merits. I I do think that the human characters are pretty boring for the most part. Um, Obviously, they follow the trope of not having really any developed characters as most internet movies do in China. Yeah, they're they're pretty one-note, all things considered. Like, Renfei is cool, the... His love interest is serviceable, you know. One side is just annoying. <laughs> I mean, there's no development. There's no development. Everything just kind of, it goes by the book. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very by the, it, and this is where I think there is a bit of contrast because it's a very by the books. It's a very industry standard movie, mm-hmm. all things considered. Mm-hmm. That being said, however, it's obvious the people making it wanted it to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Snake was a huge hit, and they wanted Snow Monster to be that next big hit, which mm. it didn't do too bad, actually. Within two weeks, it had made $13 million. Um Snake, in its full run, made about $50 million. Mm-hmm. So, And then Snake 2 was even bigger. Mm-hmm. So Snow Monster was, I mean, it did what it went out to be, which was be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it stands out because, you know, it, it does have those practical effects and it's not relying solely on CGI, which yeah. I appreciate. Oh, same, especially. I was really, uh, I like genuinely the usage of a suit's genuinely surprised me Uh, like at Mm -hmm. first i was like is that a suit am i crazy (laughs) yeah i at first i i couldn't tell because it's like is that just really good cgi or is that a passable suit it's like one of the two and i was very happy to find out that it was in fact a suit Mm. that they had people wear hmm but considering Hung Hee, the director, what he started with, which was uh, the uh, I Pen Fairy versus Sadako is yeah. the translation I got. Um, and then, you know, he ended yeah. up doing... Bunch and Saba, whatever. They, those movies go under like three or four different titles. Yeah. Uh, and like he would even do a sequel to that. And he actually, from what I, fi- from what I f- think I figured out... He did a third one. Yes. With yes. an adaptation of Hoichi the Earless, and Sadako's also in that. Correct, yes. So it's obvious Hung Hee likes Japanese stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see him be inspired by Godzilla a bit with the effects and just, you know, giant monsters, but also be inspired by Kong Skull Island for pretty much the bulk of the story. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, as you said, with pre-production, that would have been like, since this film came out in 2019, that would have been like around 2018 or at earliest late 2017 when pre-production started. So, you It know, would have been late 2017. Exactly. So not far off Kongskull Island's release. Not at all. Mm-hmm. And I, one thing I will say, though, is I wish ITN would not have marketed it as Snow Monster versus Ice Shark. I wasn't yeah. disappointed, but... I kind of figured it wasn't going to be a big part. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I kind of wasn't surprised. I'm like, it's probably going to be, like, a 10-second fight. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly when the movie itself, like, the actual title is just Snow Monster, and that's and it says that even on the DVD. Like when you actually play the film. One thing, though, I will point out is I think partly why they that this movie ended up being as good as it was has to come from the fact that the producers 
the the vice president of one of the companies working on the film and the director all shared a similar opinion. Um, first, they wanted to push for the snow monster to be like the main character, give him emotions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I also have uh, – I've pulled three quotes from an interview I was reading, which is where I got all my info from, mm-hmm. where they mentioned that they were worried about making sure that it, even if you took the monsters out, there would still be an interesting enough story that you had mm-hmm. and that the humans do matter, Um which was really nice to see because I wouldn't expect that from a Chinese film. I would expect them to be like, it's a spectacle. You come for the effects. That's what's keeping you. But instead we got, hey, all of parts of this are important. Adam and we Wingard, want to make sure take that we notes. <laughs> I, yeah. Adam Wingard, take notes of this Chinese movie that the filmmakers have a better idea of what a monster movie is than you. Max Borenstein too, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> and he writes the, some damn monster movies. Yeah. So, I mean, it's nice to see that there's still room in this world for people to create, especially in Asia, um, to create giant monster movies that aren't just mindless stuff. Mm-hmm. Hungi actually ended up directing another movie this uh, this year called Underground Monster. Um, it looks like it's kind of lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also titled Subterranean Monster. Depends on your your translation, but I'm hoping ITN releases that mm-hmm. because I'd be interested to see what what that looks like. Mm-hmm. I've been meaning to check out Varanus Priscus personally. I don't believe that was directed by Hongi, but that's one I've been interested in. Now, which one is that one? Um, it's it's the one with the giant monitor lizard. Okay. Because Varanus Priscus is the um, real name of Megalania. I which see. Is a giant lizard that uh, existed during the Cenozoic era. Yeah. Okay. See, I uh, I started looking into what all there was. Um, the only ones I had was Snake, Snake 2, Snake 3, uh, Underground Monster, Curse of the Kraken, released in China's Big Octopus, mm-hmm. Chang Fog Monster, released in the States as Creature of the Mist, Abyssal Spider, Snow Monster, released in the US as Snow Monster versus Ice Shark, and then Land Shark. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure there's still more giant monster internet movies. That's yeah. just what I could get. Yeah, there's quick. like Mutant Python, I believe, which is a folk period piece. And um, then that one, I think, Mutant Python, I'm trying to remember. There's, I know there's one called uh, Python Island. Yes, yes. Which that one's about an ancient snake that was treated as a god. I mean, that's that sounds pretty similar to what I understand on um, Mutant Python being, because the premise, the plot of Mutant Python, from what I understand, is uh, they wor- worship, like, the Python, and there's a whole, like, civil unrest and, like, moral debate on whether or not the village wants to sacrifice a girl to the Python or not. Hmm. Interesting. Apparently it's pretty good. See, I have difficulties figuring out what to count and what not to because like the ultimate you don't titles. typically that and like you don't uh, loop Anaconda in with King Kong. Mm-hmm. So like, I I really don't want to inc- I, I don't want to add something that is just like Anaconda and not you know like King Kong. Mm. I don't know. It, it's hard as well just because we haven't seen the films as well. Right. We only have what ITN's distributed so far. Mm-hmm. And and whatever we've learned from the internet. You know. Right. But the good thing is, th- I mean, I, I don't know if this is the good thing, but this is our first step into this genre. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it's it's got a, a whole like little corner of its own in this giant monster genre that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And no doubt it'll certainly expand. Mm-hmm. Given and the I, market seems to be getting bigger and bigger from what I understand. It does. And the fact that these are getting American releases makes it even mm. better. Mm. That is true as well. Something I wouldn't expect to see, but I'm happy that we are seeing. Mm. But I mean, overall, like I thought this was a pretty decent movie. I, I had fun with it. It's mm. not, it's not highbrow art. It's not a well-made film. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Yeah, but everyone who goes into these movies knows that. Like, the Chinese audiences know that these are not highbrow art, but they don't mind that fact. And, yeah, that's something to consider that not everything needs to be highbrow. <laughs> right. It's very much industry standard. From the lighting to the editing, for the most part, to the effects, it's all pretty industry standard, mm. which, you know, normally I wouldn't be happy with that, but, like, I, I understand it doesn't have a budget, it doesn't have a production schedule, it's it's pretty tiny, and it's yeah. up to the audience to accept it for what it is or not accept it. Yeah, and in both your and I, our case, it seems that we both seem to accept it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, compared to Landshark, I enjoyed this one a lot more. I thought it, granted, it it's pretty much stealing its story from Kong Skull Island, but mm-hmm. it was more interesting than trying to figure out what Landshark was trying to be. <laughs> And also trying to figure out its established universe-like guidelines. Snow Monster, I felt like, established its guidelines very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you get some, like, kind of... Some of the dialogue I wasn't a fan of, like, with all the geothermal stuff. It it just felt like scientific mumbo-jumbo for the sake of it. But, yeah, it's it's there because it kind of just needs to be, you know. Right. And that's something I noticed is a lot of this stuff just kind of is there. Except there is one part that I was like, dang, they went pretty hard. And that was at the end, whenever our main characters are walking away. Oh. (laughs) And it cuts to the whole tribe waving, and you're like, what? Mm -hmm. Like, sweet. And the camera lingers on them, like, oh, they're actually there. Mm Mm-hmm. But then it cuts away, and it's like a quarter of their tribe. And mm-hmm. you're like, dang, humanity <laughs> did that. Yep. And I thought that was really interesting and, like, actually kind of, like, well Boy, thought yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Something I wasn't expecting from the movie that ended up like, okay, not I something mean, you'd expect from a movie titled Snow Monster vs. Ice Shark. Or just Snow Monster. Mm. Featuring ice sharks. <laughs> <laughs> now, which out of the three was your favorite monster? The crows, the sharks, or the yeti? Um, well, the crows themselves were kind of just boring, like seen that just type of monster you've seen before you know mm-hmm. um i i like both the um titular snow monster itself and the ice sharks um like ice sharks are absolutely ridiculous and i don't understand how they could work but that's kind of the point right <laughs> so i like them and the snow monster himself i like the personality he had it, it, i think mainly just that scene of him interacting with our protagonists um, when they're on the mountain just before, mm-hmm. like, the climax. Mm-hmm. That was a really nice scene. Yeah, and it, it was nice to see the monster play with the humans and the humans realize, oh, you're just playing mm-hmm. and just kind of rolling with it. I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. 
That being said, however, you just mentioned something that I, I definitely didn't – I don't think I liked. The climax didn't feel right. Yeah. The pacing was off. It was moving fast and it slowed way down and then it sped back up and then it slowed way down in the middle of the climax and then sped back up. Yeah, that 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 part in the film was kind of just where it's where I just kind of started looking at the runtime a little bit. Mhm. Cuz like most the movie... of the film I thought was speeding by pretty well and then it's just like just after that sequence sort of begins is when I started checking the time. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it definitely, it definitely needs help in keeping its pacing and not like once the uncle takes, uh, the tribe leader, the tribe leader's daughter and our love interest, mm-hmm. that's when it's like, okay, this slowed way down. Yeah. And it stays really slow until the final fight when the uh when the snow monster is surrounded by the jets and whatnot. Like that's when it speeds back up. But the film it, it has like two or three like lulls, like slow slow points after moving really fast, and it just doesn't help it. If the film kept a consistently fast pace, I think it would be a lot better. Yeah. So I, I agree with uh, what you were bringing up and whatnot. And I think part of that also just comes from the fact that the the villain felt really out of place. Yeah, definitely. Like I kind of – I, I – figured there was something like that coming i didn't expect it to be that character i figured it was going to be the military leader who was going to go full like packard from skull island i i mean he's still an antagonist in his own right um being the greedy money hungry character that he is um like they kind of that was something interesting how they kind of I f- they it looked like they were going to go in the direction of Packard's character with him like wanting to save his men, but then they just go to generic uh, greedy bad guy wants money, right? And I I I thought that was actually kind of cool because it did subvert my expectations, and you could yeah. also see that he was kind of having a moral dilemma a little bit. Mm-hmm. Up until the end, and then it just kind of fell apart. <laughs> the ending's very sloppy, in my opinion. Yeah. And then the military guys all being numbered, I think, is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't even give them names. It's number four, number five. Yeah. I mean, the from what I could tell, it was either the dub or the subtitles for the dub, where it was just getting the names of them completely confused as well. Because it was like calling uh, number two, like number four at certain points. I mean, if they're not giving names, like it kind of makes sense that people would be oh, a little yeah, no, like... I don't blame them, but you know, there were a lot of little mistakes like that slipping in. Yeah. And the whole inclusion of the military guy with our main protagonist felt kind of wasted because he's literally a nobody. Mm-hmm. Like, they they didn't introduce him at all. No. Like, unlike how Skull Island, if it was, a, like, the kid, we spent plenty of time with him, so we knew who we were mm-hmm. hearing and who we were dealing with. Yeah, I mean, we spent a decent amount of time with, like, the with the soldiers in Skull Island before before they actually went to Skull Island. Like, we actually got to see Packard's motivation for joining. Um, we we learned about, um, what's his name? The one that gets eaten by the Skullcrawler. We learned a little bit about his, what he wants to do, uh, how he wants to go home and all that, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas here, they just kind of, like, we're introduced to Ren Fei, and then it's just all the soldiers are here with him on the mission. Right. And I mean, that goes back to how the genre works. It's not, mm-hmm. 
it's too busy trying to move the plot along to actually explain the plot. Yeah. It kind of leaves you up to like figure out, okay, maybe maybe our main character just got hired and all these military dudes got hired on the same day and they all just showed up and moved out. But the ending also didn't feel I I will say this, I was not satisfied with the ending. Um because it felt like they didn't do a lot. Like it was mm. over, they were walking away. Oh, cut! They're here. They're at the base. Mm. I don't know. I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, I don't know. It's the conf. The conflict was resolved. There wasn't too much to. I don't know what else they really could have resolved to I it. Think unless I'm they just at least conf- added like a proper arc to say Renfei and um his uh, ex's relationship. You know. I think my problem is just simply I don't – I'm trying to f- still figure out if it was hard to get where they were or if it was easy to mm-hmm. because like the journey there with the military guys ended up in a weird path that mm-hmm. it feels like nobody else went on. And maybe I missed something, but it kind of just felt like they made the other characters go a different route. Mm-hmm. Are you referring literally to how they like got there, or like yeah, how they got there? Because our Renfei and and, the, and Co had to go through this like ruins, and then they fell into the okay. earth, yeah, and whatnot. So like they yeah, had a I whole noticed, journey. Yeah, I noticed that too, and it seemed like. It, it almost it's it's kind of like a journey to the center of the earth type area, mm-hmm. and then by the end, the the military is just like casually sending like jet planes to it, right? And like we opened with a research team just casually driving in a truck uh, in a van, and mm-hmm. I'm like, so is this place hard to get to or what? Why are we all excited that we're here? Mm. Like what what part of this journey is difficult mm-hmm. minus what? Is obviously. I mean, if, I mean, if they could problem. go, if they could go via jets, why didn't they just drop the guys in in the first place? Halo jump. Yeah, exactly. You are being sent in by a halo chopper. You are about to be in the coolest scene in any American giant monster movie ever. Mm-hmm. One of the few scenes that everyone will agree is actually good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's your MonsterVerse bash. Yes, it's fun. It's very fun. 2014 has It does. Surprisingly, we didn't bash... I mean, I feel like we we treated this movie fairly. It's It's got flaws. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I think people who like giant monster stuff should definitely check it out. I think it's... Mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting uh, inclusion into the Asian giant monsters, mm-hmm. uh, what we have available, especially. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it holds true to Tokusatsu a bit yeah. makes it even better. Particularly if you don't mind sort of the low budget affair. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's definitely, there's def- this definitely suits a particular niche. It's, it's not necessarily tokusatsu per se. That's like the type of audience it's going for. But I think it can definitely, I think a tokusatsu fan can definitely find some enjoyment from this. I agree. As we did. Yeah. Well, that's really all I have to say. Do you have anything you wanted to bring up that you didn't mention? Um... Particularly, I would have had something to say earlier about one of the actors, but then I found out that that was just the source I was reading completely lying to me about them. (laughs) Oh. Can I ask what this was? It was like like a prolific, um, pretty prolific Hong Kong actor. Um, I want to say it was Norman... Norman something. Norman something. I had it written down, but then I completely crossed it out. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Well then, I've basically said all I have. Um, I will say if you follow our Twitters, definitely uh, look on there. I, I'm definitely going to post the uh, quotes about how the plot matters and whatnot, because mm-hmm. that's music to my ears. <laughs> music to both our ears, man. But... If that's that, then I guess we can go ahead and, and link ourselves. This is a little bit of a shorter episode. We're we're clocking in about, what is this, about an hour-ish, roughly? Oh, well, you know. Oh, well, I don't mind. I'm the editor here. You're right. I mean, it's a shorter movie. There's yeah. not too much. It's it's not in It's only in like an hour and 20 minutes, so the movie... Yeah. So if you wanted to, you could, in theory, use this as the commentary. <laughs> and we're just finishing before the final fight. because yeah, yeah, you get to experience the rest of the final fight for yourself. Yes, yes. Without so, annoying voices. <laughs> if you liked hearing my annoying voice, you can always check me out the on Twitter voice. at... E- what? The horse voice. Sorry. <laughs> if you like hearing my annoying voice, you can always check me out on Twitter at ET13Productions or on Instagram at ET13Productions or on YouTube at ET13Productions. If you want to find my personals, I don't hide them. Go for it if you want to. And then Rex, how can they find you? Well, if they want to hear my annoying voice, then you can check out uh, Rex Zeno on YouTube. Um, and if you want to hear more from me or read more from me, check out my Twitter at Rex underscore Xenomorph, my Instagram Rex underscore Xeno, and um, give a give a look at my articles on the Tokusatsu Network, you know? Definitely. And speaking of which, I forgot to mention, I write for Kaiju Ramen Media. If you want to check out my work, go to kaijuramenmedia.com, and I've got some articles I've written and I've got uh, some articles written in the magazines that you can purchase online on a PDF version. There's some pretty cool stuff in those magazines, if I do say so myself. <laughs> no bias. No bias. But as for the podcast, don't forget to rate us on iTunes. That boosts our ratings and helps us get recommended to more people just like you. Right now we're sitting at a solid 3.3. If you guys could review us, that'd be great. We were review bombed, so bumping that up to a higher percentage. We we put in a lot of work. I've almost been up for twenty four hours at this point. So, if you could help us out a bit, that'd be much appreciated. This is our the, latest shoot yet, you know. Gojira was. No, this is later. No, Gojira. I ended at eight a.m. It's six a.m. right now. You sure. Yes, I definitely would know. I would definitely know that I saw the sun coming up and it was like daylight. Mm. Yes. I do not recall I do not recall recording at ten PM for me anywhere near this late. Well, it was. Trust me. I have my doubts. I don't. If you don't have an Apple device, I don't blame you, I don't, you can tweet us and follow us on Twitter at K-A-I-J-U underscore C-O-N-V-E-R-S. You can also follow us on Instagram if you look us up through that same handle. Or you can like us on Facebook if that way works for you. If you're like me before podcasting and you don't have any social media, you can email us at kaijuconversation at gmail.com, all lowercase, all one word, you know the drill. And we'll read your reviews on air for everyone to hear because we appreciate your support. We also have merchandise on Teespring. Eventually, we'll have something that's not our logo. But if you want to sport some awesome Kaiju Conversation merch, definitely check it out. If you'd like to chat with me on one-on-one or Rex one-on-one and hear our opinions on different subjects, you can join our Discord server and you can even talk to people just like you. Currently, the discussion being had in the Kaiju Conversation general chat room, it looks like is about, drum roll, 
They are talking about Common Rider. They're talking about the Common Rider Black Suns show that came out, what they would do in their own Common Rider, and other Common Rider movies, such as Common Rider the First. <laughs> oh man, the first. That was a fun movie. <laughs> Coming soon to Media Blasters on Blu-ray. Yes. Apparently a lot of people don't like it. But I I, I absolutely I really enjoyed it. It was really funny. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. So definitely check that out if you're interested. Both coming right of the first and the Kaiju Conversation Discord server. Yes. And and Black Suns. Mm-hmm. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell so you can be notified when we upload. Uh we do have a YouTube exclusives on up on there. We just did one on uh the future of Godzilla and video games. We actually recorded one tonight talking about the legendary and Sony deal that was recently done. And we just kind of talked about other random stuff. And hmm. I can say for certain with episode 50 coming up, we have some more plans in the works for the hmm. YouTube channel. So definitely if you can subscribe to that and stay tuned because there will be some exciting stuff coming on that YouTube channel. A huge thanks to Rex for editing these episodes his hard work is highly appreciated. <laughs> and again, all of our links can be found in the description below. So definitely check those out. Check our link trees out and go from there. So with that, we will go ahead and wrap it up here. Thank you guys for listening. And please remember, life's too short to not talk big. Bye, guys. Bye.